Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. Indeed, this is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton, and it's a privilege and an honor to be here with you. Hope everything by you is okay. Hope that you're, you've had a good week. Um, and please God for all of us, we should only have simchas and positivity. Um, thank God for my family and I. It's been a great week. We had a baby boy, um, last week. So yeah, good zone, good energy. Baruch Hashem. May we only share simchas when, with one another. Um, so here we are. We're on the 8th of Tammuz, the 27th of June. And lots to discuss, lots, lots to talk about. And I hope that we can forbring together. I want to just say a thank you to Craig, who's always on the controls and doing his bit. And yeah, I want to start the show really with the thought. Obviously, as I just mentioned, we just had a baby and the idea of Having a child, if you're able to, and obviously with the right circumstances, is one of the greatest acts of faith. Faith in the child, but more importantly, faith in the world. Faith that the world you're bringing your child into will be a good world. And in today's day and age, so many people are lacking that faith. I've heard it from so many people who say, Rabbi, why in the world would anyone have a child today? Um, and the way I understand what they're saying is so much chaos, so unstable, no one knows what's going to happen. And my response to that always is, and when did anyone actually know what was going to happen? Even when they thought they know what's going to happen, they actually never did. We never had children because we knew what the future is. We had children because we wanted to build a future. And because we believe in God and God's world enough to have the the confidence to bring children into this world. And to put it in perspective, if people in, in history only had children when they felt safe and the world felt stable, none of us would have been alive today because most of history has been unstable. Majority of history. And coming today and saying, oh, it's so shaky, why have a child, means that we haven't even read one ounce of history and we don't really have any perspective on what people went through to bring children into the world, into the past. And in general, like having pessimism about the future now means we haven't studied history. Other than religion, faith, I would argue that the most important subject is history. I would argue that's more important even than mathematics and language. And the reason I would argue that is because without history, you have no perspective. You literally think that you're the first person that's been alive. You have no idea what's led the world to the way it is. Um, you have no way of, you know, understanding context of who we are, why we are where we are, you have, and the person then kind of flounders. They really think that the world was created in 2023 
uh, or two thousand, you know, the year two thousand when they were born or whenever they were born, and they see the world through a very narrow prism. So they might be great at mathematics and great at language, but they have no wisdom. And I believe one of the subjects that allows for the most wisdom is history, because you just know you you you've you've seen this happened before. You maybe weren't alive then, but you understand how complicated life has always been. You understand how certain decisions have disastrous outcomes. For example, anyone who studied history cannot become a communist. If you didn't study history, you could become a communist and then cause a lot of havoc on people. Anyone who studied history would never come and say, oh, it's religion that destroys the world. They would realize that it wasn't, yes, there were religious people who destroyed the world, but many more people were destroyed by people who didn't believe in religion, just in the 20th century. Communism, fascism, etc., 100 million people. Um, but again, most statements people say with this absolute confidence comes from ignorance. Um, yeah, this is the end of the world. It's never been this bad. Never? Really? Have you actually gone through all of history and, and seen what bad looks like? So if someone says they've, it's never been this bad, and I've heard very smart people say it, that's idiocy. Again, and that's why I believe so strongly that other than values and faith, I think the most important subject a person needs to learn is history. Just know what's happened before you. Look at your own society, your own family, look at other societies and other families, understand what happened. And that will give you a lot more faith in the present because you'll realize we have been through so much worse and yet we never gave up on life. So to hear people giving up on the future, giving up on God's world and just feeling like, you know, we're doomed and becoming cynical about everything, there's there's, there's nothing sophisticated about that. There's nothing to be proud about. It's not a way to live. And it's ignorance. Because anyone who studies, anyone who's read, um, you know, as a Jew, I'll say, even if you just study Jewish history without other, studying anyone else's history, that's enough to give you perspective. Definitely if you study other people's history and see what they've been through. But the point is, any society could go through for the last few thousand years of, you know, documented history and see what what we've been through. So to come and say a statement like, ah, why have a child in today's world? Why get married? Why believe? There's no future. There's no way I can make a living. This child is never going to be able to be successful. It's like all these statements as if like, you know, you're, you're a prophet. I often wonder like, you know, today we have way too many prophets. Thank God to Instagram and TikTok, a lot of people coming and telling us what the future is going to look like. Unless you know something, I don't. Or as one person said it, if you talk to God, you're religious. If God talks to you, you're mad. Um, there's very few people in history that have been prophets. And as of recent, we've been told there's pretty much no prophets. So much so that the Talmud says ever since the destruction of the temple, prophecy has been given to fools. So getting up and telling and declaring what the future looks like doesn't tell us you're a prophet. It tells us you're a fool. So why bring a child into the world today? Why not? There's never been a better time. Maybe there's been one or two, 
But ultimately, on the most part, as bad as we think life is, we haven't studied history. It's a beautiful time to be alive. And chances are any of your ancestors would have chosen today over, over when, that, when they lived. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson of Leakesfield Shul. And here we are. And uh, just before the song, we were talking about... Sorry, this beautiful song is from Journeys, Volume 1, Conversations in the Womb. It's an old song, but a beautiful, beautiful song with a timeless message. Um, we were talking about this idea that one of the most important subjects we could learn is history. Because without history and without any context of what life is and how our decisions, the impact of decisions, um, we walk blind. And I was listening to this speaker, um, he's an English speaker, I think his name is Douglas Murray, and he was uh, referring to many of, many in the West who consider today to be year zero, as if life just started now. And anyone who lived before us were, you know, bigots and haters and primitive, and we are sophisticated. And I think in many ways that's the way we raise our kids when we sit there telling them messages like, you know, they have all the wisdom and go forth and change the world. And uh, whenever I hear these speeches of like telling graduates to go change the world, I get a bit of a pit in my stomach, I'll be honest, because I really don't think most 20 year olds have thought about life enough to actually go out and change the world for the better. Um, I often worry that if they're going to go around with their ideas now and change the world, it's going to become in many ways worse. Not that I don't believe in youth. I just believe that, Youth who reach out to people older than them and older than me, I'm saying people, you know, who get the wisdom from their grandparents are going to build a much healthier world than people who disregard their grandparents. You know, a perfect world in the way I see it is the wisdom of the elders with the energy of the youth, not the wisdom of the youth. Um, because you don't get wisdom unless you've lived and unless you've studied history and unless you've seen the consequences of your decisions and of other people's decisions. And before you go out and enacting policy or before you go out and make, you know, a foolish decision about how to live, think about how that plays out. And when a person studies history, it gives them such an incredible grounding. And I'm not just saying studying the technicalities of history, how many soldiers there were, you know, at the, at Orlitz or uh, what exactly happened in World War II at Dunkirk or that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like the, the story of history. Um, you know, when I think about the education that uh, a Jewish child gets from the youngest age, they're studying the Parsha of the week. And so much of the Parsha is, Stories, stories of Joseph and his brothers and stories of uh, Cain and Abel, Cain and Hevel and stories of Avram and Sarah and all their, uh, the, the very, very eventful life and Yitzchak and Rivka. And you, in, even just in the book of Breshit, just in the book of Genesis, you see so many lessons of how to live, how not to live. Um, you have good characters, you have bad characters, you have good characters who are flawed. You have bad characters who are, who have, uh, you know, upsides to them. You have, whatever, you have the full complexity of life. And when a, when you're teaching your child week after week the Parsha, 
and reading it and going through the commentaries and truly uh, really understanding the context, that's an incredible grounding, right? Because then when I'm going through a phase in my life and I'm, you know, uh, having a major struggle and I think back and I get inspiration from my patriarch, Avram Avinu, Abraham, you know, and his challenge, his challenge, for example, to stand up against the world who was pagan and for him to believe with true faith that God exists and being willing to sacrifice his life for it. You know how many people took inspiration from that over history? How many people have been, how many Jews have been burnt at the other defer and been killed just because they're holding on their faith, just because they took their inspiration from their grandfather Ephraim? That's history. Understanding, just like Joseph, who could forgive his 11, his 10 brothers who sold him into slavery, and not only forgive them, but actually take care of them. Once they moved down to, to Egypt, he sustained them because he was the, the most powerful person. He had food, and there was a hunger then. There was a famine, and he took care of them. And when, when I listen to that story, I'm like, okay, so if somebody really hurts me, nobody has ever hurt me in the way that Joseph's brothers hurt him. Right? Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. And that was plan B. Plan A was killing him. Plan B was, okay, you know, we'll have a bit of compassion. We'll have some Rahmanas and send them as a slave, rather. And he still forgives. What's my excuse to not forgive? Has any has anybody ever been hurt by their sibling or mother-in-law worse than that? No. So why don't we forgive? But the point is, if somebody doesn't have any history and somebody doesn't understand, the, you know, their their story... So, you know, they didn't get an invitation to a wedding or a bar mitzvah, and they really think that's a tragedy, and therefore we'll never talk to you again. Because they've never studied history. They've never actually seen what real forgiveness looks like. They've never seen what real compassion looks like. They've never seen what, you know, what a real challenge is. Often we'll go through a challenge in life, and we'll think nobody's been through it. And you're like, one second, how about Abraham who took his son up the mountain, and was willing to sacrifice his son just because God said so. And he, this was the son that God promised Kibi Yitzchak that Yitzchak's going to be the source of your heritage. Through him, you're going to have the progeny, you're going to have the descendants who are going to turn the world for the better. And then God says, this very son, before the son even managed to have a child, says, no way, if he actually sacrifices his son, his lineage is over. And God says, go sacrifice your son. And what does Abram do? He's willing to. Until the last moment, the angel of God says, no, no, I was just testing you. You could go back home. So do I have a challenge as hard as that? So when I hear stories, when I read stories of, of great people, of flawed people, of complex people before me, I realize that so much of what I consider overwhelming isn't, is not overwhelming if I have my attitude. If I know that people have been through it before me, and this is how they dealt with it, I can take inspiration. And that's why it is so important to study history, specifically your story, not his story, your story. In other words, where do you come from? What's the story of your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and your, your heritage? Where do you come from? What's your story? Do you know it? Because if you knew it, you would get much less overwhelmed day-to-day -day struggles because you would have so much context compared to what your great-grandparents lived? Really? Is this really a challenge? As one person put it, 
the average middle class individual, even lower middle class individual today, has a better quality of life than the king of a queen of England had two, three hundred years ago. You have a running toilet, even most of the time. You have electricity most of the time. Who had electricity two or three years ago? Three hundred years ago, nobody had electricity three hundred years ago. Who had a phone? Who was able to travel? Even if you were the wealthiest person alive, 200 years ago, you had to go on this rickety ship across the world. Today, most middle-class people can afford a ticket somewhere. I've been on holiday. Even if they can't fly overseas, they could take a car ride. Right? Even if you don't own a car, you could get into a taxi and travel hundreds of kilometers in a few hours. If you were the Queen of England 300 years ago and you wanted to travel hundreds of miles, what exactly did you do? You got into a carriage. Maybe it was a schmancier carriage than everybody else, but ultimately it was it was a carriage. And you had to rely on your horses, and, and it wasn't pleasant. No matter how comfortable they tried to make it, there was no really anti-shocks for uh, horses. Um, and you felt it. Do we appreciate that? Do we understand that? Do we live with a certain gratitude for when we are? Or we really think 2023, it's never been this bad. And we said the same thing about 2022, and we said the same thing about 2021 and 2020, and then we had reasons, right, of course, because it was COVID and was this. But somebody who knows what they came from, somebody who just knows the story of three, four generations back, would be a lot more humble about their challenges, right? We would be a lot more humble if we knew. I, I know my my grandparents' story, I've shared some of it on the, the radio before, but the fact that out of my eight great-grandparents, right? Four grandparents and eight great-grandparents. Of them, only two people, only two of them do we know where they're buried. The other six were died in the war, running away, buried on the side of the road. One died in communist Russia, and later on the communists dug up the grave to build a highway. Um, yeah. Two were shot into a pit by the Nazis, um, burnt, buried, basically buried alive together with most of their family besides my grandfather. So really, when I have six out of my eight great-grandparents don't actually have a burial place they could be that they were buried at um, and suffered so much and I come and sit there saying, it's never been this hard. Life is really overwhelming. It's overwhelming only if I don't have any context. It's overwhelming only if I don't have any gratitude. It's overwhelming only if I don't understand some history. But if I realize, hey, one second, in your genes, Levy, are people who've been through much more, and not just me, every one of us, every listener, has in their genetic makeup and epigenetics, we know today that literally genes get actually formed by the events of previous generations, up to four or five generations, I believe. In your genes are people who've been through much worse, and yet they came through. So stop underestimating yourself. The message that I'm trying to share today is not a message of disheartenment. On the contrary, it's, it's, it's a message of, come on, we're bigger than this. 
We don't have to use expressions like I cannot cope, I'm overwhelmed, it's crazy, no one's ever had it this hard, shame, the world is more messed up than ever. Really, was it more messed up a 100 years ago? Less messed up a 100 years ago, right? You think 1923 was a great time to be alive? Just between the world wars, there was a small small stage of the roaring 20s, but that was a, a facade Right by 1928 to 1929, there was the famous crash. Nazis were already starting to rise in Germany in the early 1920s. Um, all over the world, there was major, major challenges, and it all bursted forth 15 years later in the World War II. Really? How about 1823? Was 1823 a much cooler time to be alive? How about 1723? What exactly do you think quality of life was then? Let's have a little more reality, a little more, um, you know, innocence um, to 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 our world, to our attitude, which will, without a question, um, make us live with more happiness, more gratitude, and positivity. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on one hundred one point nine High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM, and I want to thank Isabella for her text message to the station. Thanks, Rabbi. The talk was an inspiration. Shalom to you. It's, uh, it's uplifting to be able to get such a message in general. All feedback is great, whether complimentary or nicely critical. It's uh, lovely to get the 34519. And really, the message today, I hope, is uh, inspirational. I hope is um, relevant, and that is... A little perspective. Anyone who studies an ounce of history has perspective and has context. I mean, just studying this week's Torah portion, Chukat, Chukas, and the challenges the Jewish people have as they're trying to get into the land and all the anti-Semitism and they're trying to get into their holy land. And it's not, it's really a very bumpy ride and there's war and this and that. Again, it just gives you context. Most of us who don't study history, we have no context. So when you have a flat tire, you really think it's a big deal. And all your friends will say, oh, shame, oh, man, that's so hard. I feel for you. And yes, there's nothing wrong with a bit of empathy, but so it has to be in uh, proportion <laughs> to the tragedy. Uh, when we're giving the empathy of, uh, you know, that's proportionate to death for a flat tire, we've lost the plot. Um, and I think today, in general, every little thing is a every molehill is a mountain. It's like we turn literally, you know, Ive, and then we have to go on social media and sit there venting and telling everyone that's following us on Instagram about every little bump of the road that we had today and exactly what happened and every challenge. And could you believe it? Somebody spoke nasty to me. <gasps> And then you're going to get, you know, the the social media rage. You're going to get all the warriors of goodness to come on and to vent their righteous indignation about how dear you have been treated that way. How dear you said you said the wrong word. <gasps> oh my gosh! Can you believe it? What a traversity! What an absolute end of society! Because we have nothing else going on in the world that's actually worse than what just happened. You posted the thing in the wrong way on social media, and the world's going to come out against you. You just see the the hyper it's hyper boredom. I don't know what it is, but like hyper lack of perspective of what is actually a big deal and what's not a big deal. Um, when every little small thing is a big deal, 
then nothing's really a big deal. I remember my, my sister told me once that one of her mentors gave her a blessing that you should have lots of challenges. And she said, what kind of, cha- what kind of blessing is that? And she said, because if you have lots of challenges, then you don't really have any substantial challenge. Because if you have a real challenge, and heaven forbid, you know, you're struggling to have a child and you cannot have a child, you have huge financial struggles, etc., then it's all consuming. You have a sick child, heaven forbid. When you have a lot of struggles, it basically means you're living life, right? Small struggles, this, the, the small stuff, okay, you know, this light went, globe went out and... Uh, uh, your, your car had a fender bender and uh, somebody didn't greet you with the biggest smile and your baby woke you up a little and night. okay, fine, it's life. Instead of, oh, can you believe it? I'm not coping. I'm overwhelmed. What a tragedy. Oyvez mir, nebuch poor is me, woe is me. And everyone's like, okay, guys, a bit of perspective. A bit of perspective. This is 101.9, Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. Yes, so this is 101.9 High FM. As always, it comes time to wrap up the show. Um, this is 101.9 High FM, and today we were talking really about getting some perspective um, and to realize that there's never been a better time to be alive. It's never been a better time to get married. Never been a better time to bring a child into this world. Never? Mostly never, yeah. On the most part, we are living in a blessed time. And if you had to go back in history, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, and just go on and on and on, there would never be a better time. So be grateful. Doesn't mean life is perfect, no. Does it mean you're putting your head in the sand? No. But it does mean you have some perspective. And in life, perspective is everything. Because if, right, a baby gets overwhelmed by the smallest little thing. They have no perspective. So if, if their sibling stole their toy from them, the world has come to an end. An adult, if someone takes your uh, little toy from you, hopefully you don't get the same reaction. If you do, then you're acting like a baby. Why? The baby has no perspective. In their mind, if someone took their little toy from them, the world has come to an end. The adult knows. It's not. It, it might be annoying, but it's not the end of the world. Child lacks perspective. An adult who studied wisdom and has lived has perspective. And when we have perspective, our life is much calmer. So my blessing for all of us is to be grateful for the time that we're in. And to live calmer lives, because ultimately, you are so lucky to be alive today. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtsen. Have a great day.